Welcome, everyone, to the AI and Business Podcast. I'm Matthew DeMello, Senior Editor at Emerge Technology Research. Today's guest is Ayamar Hussein, Director of Data and AI Customer Solution Architecture for Azure at Microsoft. Ayamar also has experience at Google and a wide variety of legacy organizations in helping them transform businesses through customer experience. He joins me today in fielding questions about what do particularly financial services organizations wish they had known at the initial or foundational phase of a customer experience transformation through data. Without further ado, here's our conversation. Thank you so much, AMR, for being on the show with us today. Yeah, you're welcome, Mark. It's a pleasure. Always enjoy talking to you on the, all the interesting subjects. Yes, yes. And starting off today, we're talking about where companies are making budgetary decisions in divisions of their company that are very applicable to AI capabilities and undermine, in a way, what their future customer experience transformation could be. Because a lot of these front doors are kind of driven by that budgetary thinking, that cost-cutting thinking. And I'm wondering, what are your feelings here based on your experience and having to deal with this kind of like business leadership problems? We know it's mm-hmm. a it's kind of an issue of core, you know, business leadership education when it comes to AI. But what's the best way from your experience to kind of work around those challenges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. Great question to start with, Matt. Look, I think... Budgetary concerns, finance, look, they're, they're things that you really do have to get right. It's one of those things in business where, you know, everything starts with the business case, right? Like, what is the business case of what we were doing and why are we doing it, right? What's the impact it's going to make? So everybody wants to know what they're going to get for the money they're spending or they're investing in something. Now, the way you go about doing that and the way you tackle something like that is is interesting from what I've seen in my experience whenever I've done whenever I've done any technology or AI specifically AI machine learning projects. I mean, if we're looking at the example of CX, right? So traditionally speaking, CX, the way I've seen it is it's been very much seen as an overhead, as a cost overhead to the business, right? So what do you do when you have a cost overhead to the business? What kind of mentality do you think you, know, you, would, you would put with that? Well, what you would do is you would think about it and not really seriously like take it serious enough to think of it as a revenue generating component of your business. You would treat it as an overhead. And so you would reduce funding on it rather than increase investment in it. But you know, that needs to change, Matt, because Ultimately, what we're seeing and what I've seen in my experience is that we can we're getting to a stage right now with AI and machine learning that if it's put to the right business use case and with the right planning and the, a, a thought out plan behind it, you can actually turn this example of CX from being a cost overhead to actually a revenue generating component of your organization. And I think, you know, the time is now where this needs to be done because look at the situation that we find ourselves in now, Matt, right, at the moment. Look at the market conditions. Look at the budgetary concerns that are ongoing at the moment. Everybody's looking to make cuts. Everybody's looking to make more of what they can, you know, what investors investments they have. We keep hearing this phrase of doing more with less, right? Everybody's talking about this thing. It's a very common buzzword these days. 
So, you know, actually what you could, you could, I mean, AI is an ideal place or so machine learning and AI capabilities is an ideal component that you can leverage to actually make inroads into, you know, helping you with your budgetary constraints, doing more with less, meaning that you can automate a lot more processes that you have. You can find in innovative ways of using what you have at the moment, to move things around. And you can actually start leveraging using CX, for example, to actually increase your revenue, enhance your products. You can do all of those things by, but then the key is doing it the right way. Because if you don't do it the right way, if you don't utilize these you know, machine learning and AI capability in the right way, you could actually have the opposite effect. So you could knock down you know, a lot of the credibility and a lot of the good work that people have been doing in the market and in, in the company you may have by not applying it the right way in the right framework and the right process. So that's why I would say, I mean, that's what we need to kind of change that mindset and that thinking around how we can utilize technology, especially machine learning and AI to address some of these concerns that we're talking about. Of course. And I think this is where a lot of experts in the field and a lot of actors in, in these sectors talk about organizations being truly, quote unquote, data driven. That's more than just a buzzword. That's what you're talking about right there in that transition from kind of a pre AI, you know, pre, you know, CX transformation organization to, you know, one that that's truly using data to to build out their their customer experience and their customer journey. That transition is you know, as we've been describing, informed by usually a front door use case, the one the one that we should bring up here that's yeah. very common, but put a finer point on is the call center in, yeah. in conversational AI, because that's usually driven by we need to make the call center as cheap as possible. We need to think about overhead, overhead, overhead. And yeah. depending on your sector, depending on your business, that actually could be the heart of your business. But let me let me ask you a question right at that point. Let's mm-hmm. say you're at that organization. You don't know. What's the data you want to bring to business to convince them whether or not that's the case that you need yeah. to be looking at your call center in that way? Well, I think, you know, we, we, if we're talking about specifically the call center domain, you see that. Yeah, and feel free to take another use case if if, yeah, if yeah. another okay, one's better yeah, applicable. Well, let's let's handle this because I've got experience of you know looking at transforming and using AI to enhance the call center and kind of you know provide some of the you know automate a lot of the processes there. But on a side note, data. In order for you to be data driven, first of all, you need to be able to you know know what know where the data is, know the volumes of the data, this you know the structure, the format of the data that you have. There's a whole lot of work that you need to do before you can bring that data out and actually utilize it to build some sort of machine learning and AI capability, which can do something for you, or which can address a, a challenge or an issue for you, right? And then at the same time, you need to understand, you need to know where your bottlenecks are. What are the challenges? What are the issues that you're having? Are you having are you, you know, you seeing a lack of quality of service back to your customers? Are you seeing customers not using your products? Are you seeing drop in? Are you seeing a massive increase in the amount of people contacting you because there's a, you know, seasonary type of challenges ongoing at the moment? I mean, for example, in COVID, you know, the majority of the calls and it was a show. You, you'd be lucky to get through one. I'll give you a, mm-hmm. a good story of mine where I was trying to get sure. a hold of, you know, a home insurance and I was on a, waiting on a call for on average over an hour right to talk to someone because they didn't have an automated capability they, they didn't have anything self-service there's no way of me getting through until talking to someone to sort the problem out now 
with it being COVID, there was nobody in the contact centers or in the call centers. Everybody was working from home. And you can only do a certain amount when you're working from home in terms of depending on what systems you've got on, what software you've got set up and how much bandwidth you have to take incoming calls that you've got incoming. So first you've got to understand the gaps and the challenges and the and the and the kind of you gotta you've got to sit down with the agent in the call center you have the agents, the customer service agents, sit down with them, right? Understand what the challenges and the problems are. Find a way to prioritize those in terms of which one is going to be the most impactful for you. Then work backwards from there to see what do we need to do to achieve the success criteria that we're looking to achieve from this particular use case. Is it to increase containment? Is it to increase the quality of service back? Is it to give self-service? Is it to give automation? What is it that you're looking to do, right? Then once you've got that, then you need to think about what data do you have or what's the state of the data you need to have in place to be able to build a model to address that particular problem that you're looking to address or that, pro that business right. process you're looking to enhance or streamline to resolve that particular challenge you're looking to resolve. Then you need to make sure that you, you know, one of the most important things that you I've seen organization customers run into is the data might be there, the volume might be there, but it might not be in the right structure. So there's a lot of data yep. engineering that they need to do. And then some of the biggest, even bigger challenge than that is that they don't have the resourcing or the skill set capability to reduce, to have that data in the way that it needs to be or where it needs to be. And then the security and governance, right? You might have the data, how you want it, where you want it, but you can't share it with anyone or you've got right. problems around redaction or privacy. You know, these are things that, that are quite important things that you have to get right before you can start using that, you know, data to be, use in AI, machine learning, visualization, insights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's great to be data-driven and it's great to have that vision, but there's a process you have to go through and get things right before you can become that data-driven capability and right. before you can start using it for machine learning. But, you know, I would really go back to the point of working out where the challenges are and where the gaps are or where the pinch points are within the domain that you're looking at to be you know, tackling or solving the problem that you're looking to, to solve, like like I said in the call. Right. In, in in almost a journalistic sense, like who, what, where, when, why. The yeah. why is is where you can focus your efforts and it also gives you kind of a linchpin to talk to business leadership because the point is containment like that, like that's where you can tie it to an ROI, even if that ROI isn't necessarily in numbers or yeah. if it's a little bit more <laughs> effectual or conceptual. Right. But even containment, if you don't get that right, you could you could have mm -hmm. the opposite effect, right? Because right. you could you could you could potentially say, oh look, you know, I want to contain these type of use cases and these flaws, but you might do a, such a bad job of it that the the containment component, the automation part, might be really bad, and right. that might actually divert traffic to the real life agents even more so because they're not getting the service that they expected to get from the automation the, the automated piece of journey that they're looking to hit, right? You know what I mean? So you could do because you're not doing it because you're not using data and to drive the address, the addressing of the of the whole reason why somebody's calling you in the first place. So because that use case or that flaw is not designed properly, it's not it doesn't have the integrations into your backend systems mm -hmm. properly. Therefore, you might be doing something for the sake of doing it, but it might not have the effect that you're looking to have. So that's why it's really important to think these things through properly and then work your way back looking at what is it that do we need to have in the background behind these processes that we're looking to automate or we're looking to fix to actually 
do a good job of it. And then you've got to deploy it properly. You know, you can't just push it out. You've got to see, you need to do A-B testing. You need to get the frameworks behind that to kind of release it properly. All those kind of things need to be taken into consideration. Of course. And sticking to where we are in kind of the three phases of transformation through customer experience that is widely noted through the sector. There's foundational at the beginning, strategic, and then mm-hmm. the transformative phase. We, we've been talking primarily about the foundational phase yeah. so yeah. far. And I think just sticking there, a, a common question not asked in the foundational phase enough among organizations is, what do we know about our organization that makes us more likely or not to partner with a vendor potentially sure, sure, sure. to bring on this respect. I don't think it's categorically size of the organization. Although obviously if you're a larger organization, you have the more resources to build in-house yeah. the CX solution. And that might be most advisable because of how the data needs to be organized within your organization. But if you'd like to talk about, you know, from your experience where sure. it makes the most sense to partner from like small, you know, somewhat larger mediums, somewhat yeah. larger size businesses on down. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, that's a great question, man. I think it really depends on your business vision in terms of what you want to do. You want to have an in-house capability and you want to have your own skill set and your own scaled out team that, that does the maintenance, that does the production, the operating uh, component of the whole solution that you're building. Or do you want to give some parts of that and outsource it to a third party provider who can do the whole stack or whole piece for you all the way from telephony to conversation design to integrate backend integration and then give you a service per se, right? So it depends on what your vision, what your strategy is. And But the key thing for me anyway, is that some of the key things you need to keep in mind are things like making sure that you always build an open ecosystem for your data that you hold behind all of these solutions that you build so that ultimately you have control and you are in charge of the data that you are utilizing and using to support and build these capabilities and these solutions that you have. You need to think about you know, think about migration, right? And think about porting because those are things that are sometimes left or are done as an afterthought because people think about having a solution or system, but they're not, they're not thinking about where, how they're going to go from where they are to this new solution if you're thinking about a transformation. So it's really important to make sure that you've thought about those things because people get stuck in that process. And then the other thing I would say is the, you know, the testing component of it and how you release that and, and transitioning from one to another. Because... If you're looking to just go all in with a third party, you're gonna have you're gonna have to rebuild those use cases and those processes in the new in the new world from scratch, and you're gonna have to kind of redesign it in what's available for you in that outsource solution you're gonna get. There's only a certain amount of customization that you'll be able to do. Whereas if you do it yourself and if you build it yourself, you're in control. You can do as much customization as you as you want to suit your business requirements. Or you can go somewhere in the middle where you, you know, you might have to pay some contractors to come in or professional services from that particular vendor to give you that capability to customize the processes that you need to customize to be able to have a successful transformation that you're looking to do. So I would I would consider it from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. And I think that gives our audience a lot of enterprise leaders a, a good criteria by which to look at their organizations, however they, however different they might be at that very, very crucial juncture of, of the process. AMR, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate you being on the podcast. I think this has been really educational. No problem. No problem. It's, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. Anything I can do to help, please let me know. Thank you very much. Absolutely.
And in closing today's episode, I think if you listen to a a wide variety of our podcasts, including our sister program, the AI and Financial Services Podcast, I I think a lot of listeners are going to walk away with a reoccurring narrative that I think... ARMR really helped ram home in today's episode. You really don't know the fundamentals of your business, what they are, or more importantly, what they're going to be until you start collecting data about your business and customer activity. And if today's episode can help business leaders from across sectors, you know, anywhere in the process of starting to collect that data, then I think we've done our jobs. On behalf of Daniel and the entire team here at Emerge, thanks so much for joining us today. And we'll catch you next time on the AI in Business podcast. I'm Matthew DeMello. Have a great week, everybody.